everybody and welcome to the marriage adventure podcast we're your hosts daniel and bonnie hoover yes it's great to be with you guys today we are so glad you're here and uh we've uh we're coming off of valentine's day and uh we uh we had a good one actually Mm -hmm. we're recording this and it is valentine's day Mm -hmm. today and uh it was uh, it was a good morning. It was an interesting morning. We hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. We mm-hmm. want to let you know that we love you very much, very very much. But uh, we so if you were with us in our last episode, we kind of left you with almost a cliffhanger un- bum, bum, bum. unintentionally. We had not really thought about it until things resolved this morning. We told you about Colby and sweet Colby. Don't give him a hard time, seriously. <laughs> but um, Colby's a good kid. He is a good kid, but <laughs> he's just an eleven year old boy. He's eleven year old boy. And he was kind of on a, he was on a trajectory to fail we're in, in the we're, last We're <laughs> handling these things at 11, so he's not an 11-year-old boy when he's 30. Yes, that's a good that way to put it. That is why we're addressing these things yes, now. Yes, yes. So if you weren't with us, we kind of told you that, that uh, dad had prepped him for, his, his dad had prepped him for uh, taking care of mama on Valentine's yes, Day. Every Valentine's Day, the boys, Colby and me, Ask out the girls. I ask out Josie on a Valentine's date. She gets so excited. Mm-hmm. And Colby asks out you yes, on a Valentine's yes. Day. Asks out Mama. And uh, we're actually going out of town this weekend. We've been out of town every weekend this month. And we sp- we've spent <laughs> a little bit of money just personally on kind of enjoying. We've been out of town for business. But we'll because we're going into towns we've never been into or mm-hmm. fun towns, we'll take a day or two. And do something fun. So we're going up in the Nashville area this weekend, speaking at a church up there. And uh, and so we were going to do something fun there. And we kind of decided, man, if we do Valentine's dates yeah, and that, we can't. it's going to it's gonna hit the budget. So we just said, why don't we do, uh, we kind of made the decision, why don't we do some cheap, uh, meaningful Valentine's dates, maybe like coffee or something fun, but we're not going to do yeah. big meals and spend a lot of money, so yep. we can do something fun in Nashville. Yes. So Colby was privy to that conversation. He we did. We kind of laid out the guidelines. Yeah, and so we get back in the car um, after that conversation. We get out of the car after that conversation, and I, I overheard. Keep in mind, I have already, I had already warned him last week, you need to invite Mama out. Give yeah, her time. You yeah, got to give yeah. a girl time. Yep. You know, you need to get her a gift. If I can help, let me know. And what was his response? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. And then I've heard Josie. Can I go play my Xbox? Yeah, I heard <laughs> Josie every now and then. Are you going to ask her? I, I will. And, Stop it, Josie. Yeah, and so then, so the, I hear two-year-old Colby saying that. Okay. But um, And then we um, get out of the car after that conversation, and Josie asked me, so... Mama, what are you doing on Valentine's Day in front of Colby? I said, "Well, I don't know. I have not, I have not been asked to do anything on Valentine's Day yet. So, I, so as of right now, I don't have plans." And and Colby, I see him cut her the eyes like, "Shut up, Josie. You're not my mom." Yeah. And so we let it lie. We let, let it, it sit. Let it sit there. And so, Colby uh, went to bed. Uh, in the last the podcast, we we mentioned you guys. We're just going to let him. We're just going to let him fail or win this. if he if or he, win. Yeah, he has opportunity to do yep. either, and he failed. Bless his soul. Yes, he did in a it, big way. It um, it, you know, as a parent, you look for teachable opportunities. You don't want your kid to fail, 
but sometimes yeah. you just want them to learn a little to bit of learn a, lesson. a lesson. And uh, and so uh. I'm not gonna lie, I was like last night when I, I mean I told Josie about eight, six o'clock last night. I said, "Hey, don't bring up Valentine's Day again to Colby." Because mm-hmm. she had I been said, trying well, to really help him. Yeah, I said, "Well, one, it's too late now," mm-hmm. and and so we're just gonna let him let him learn. She goes, "Okay." So, um, so anyway, yeah. So this morning, they got up, and like probably most American families, you got you got some little Valentine's gifts sitting out on the kitchen table when everybody gets up, and they come in, and there's candy and the cards and little things, and uh, and you had gotten him. I had gotten Josie and you some things, and you went and got him mm-hmm. uh, a little something I knew he'd like, a little something, yep, and, and a card, and, and so. He comes out and we're like, "Happy Valentine's Day," and and it hits him. Oh, you see it all over him. He puts his hands up to I his forgot. face. Like, <gasps> he said, "I forgot." Oh, he tried to cover it. Like, oh, I forgot it was Valentine's. I said, "What do you mean you forgot?" And he said, "Well, yeah, since we weren't doing Valentine's dates, I think I just forgot." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "We didn't say we're not doing Valentine's dates." Yeah, we weren't going to spend the money. Mm. No. And uh no. And and it just went bless his heart. It went down from there. It really went down. And I looked at him and I said, Did you not invite Mama out? And he said he just shook his head. And then he started. And then I called him back to the bedroom. And we went back to the bedroom and uh and I prayed, I said, Lord, let me handle this right. I don't wanna, you know. And I said, Dude, did you not invite Mama out? No, sir. Did you get her anything? Because I know I I didn't. You didn't ask me to help. No, I didn't. I said, well, last week you went to Target with Nana and <laughs> Valentine stuff all around you. What'd you end up buying? A controller for my Xbox. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, okay. All right. So you got you got that controller good. I said, what you been playing, doing all week? Playing Xbox. Yep. You forgot about Mama. Said mm. You didn't get her anything. You didn't ask her out. And I said, I know you've been warned many times. I warned you. Josie warned you, reminded you. I said, dude, you were distracted. You were thinking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who? And I pointed. And I said, you were thinking about Colby. And it just hit him. Yeah. And he, I said, you dropped the ball on that one, dude. Yep. And he, uh, we could, I could hear him crying. Back in the bedroom. Yeah, I left the bedroom about the next 10 minutes. You could hear him sobbing back mm-hmm. there. It really, the weight of what he did hit him. It really hurt his feelings that he had done that, that he had, yep. it hurt his feelings that he had hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw it coming. And so I had prepared for his emotional hurt. And, you know, we just kind of let him sit with it for a minute. Well, and, and he would have, like like all of us, he would have sat in that longer than he needed to, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in in just a minute. Well, but yeah, it, when he came to the table then and saw I had something for him, he, <laughs> he did. He really <laughs> collapsed. And you gave him that little football and that candy, and you could just tell he was like the last thing he wanted to do was open up that bag <laughs> and see that football and candy. It was like oh, <laughs> right through the heart. I, why am I laughing? That's awful. I'm not I laughing. Know. But it was I mean, pitiful. It, it, it was terrible. It was. It was. But. It, to put this in context of, of, I mean, this is family, but to put this more s- specifically in context of a marriage relationship, 
guys, if we're going to be married for 50 or 60 years, we're going to disappoint one another. Mm-hmm. And going to hurt each other. And hurt each other intentionally, unintentionally. And Just, sometimes yeah. that unintentionally is because I'm thinking of myself, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, and we're going to do that over the course of our marriage. That's going to happen. Um, some disappointments are a lot bigger than and others. More of a big deal than more others. More of a big deal. Um, but when we experience these disappointments, how should we respond, both from the offender and the offendee? That's, offended. That's offended. There you go. So that's what we're going to talk on the other side of this. All right. So Mama and Daddy are Gen Xers, and Colby and I are Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. But we think we know the 80s pretty well. Yeah. So we're going to play Do You Know Your 80s? First All right. to three. All right. You ready? Who is credited with the invention of the internet in 1998? Is Bill it? Bill Gates. Steve Jobs. Tim, Tim Berners-Lee. <laughs> Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think? The first guy? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Maybe. You're both wrong. It's Tim Berners-Lee. Dang. I heard of all the other names, but I didn't hear of that okay. one. Okay. In Back to the Future from 1985... Which year do Marty and Doc end up in when they travel back in time? 1952, 1955, 1957, or 1959? 1957. Wait, read them again for me. 52, 55, 57, 59. 55. 55. 57. Colby's right, 1955. Colby, you are a big Back to the Future fan. Yeah, I am. I love it. All right, in the 1988 hit song, Waiting for a Star to Fall, it was written by Boy Meets Girl. After seeing a star, a falling star, in which iconic 1980s singer's concert? Mm-hmm. All right. So they saw a star falling at this concert. Then they wrote this song. Here's the singers: Whitney Houston, Madonna, Annie Lennox, or Kate Bush. Houston. Whitney Houston. Colby. Whitney Houston. Yes, Colby wins two points. Yay. Uh-huh. Which of these famous players isn't one of the top ten NBA players of the 1980s? How is that fair? (laughs) Magic Johnson, Julia Serving, Michael Jordan, or Vince Carter? Vince Carter? Serving. Josie got it. Vince Carter. Josie has a really good guess. (laughs) Which iconic album by Michael Jackson, released in 1982, is still the second best-selling album of all time? Oh, my gosh. Off the Wall, Bad, Thriller, Thriller. or Dangerous? Colby got it. Thriller. That's three. Game. Three. All right. Colby one. Just want to let everyone know that that little bit was uh, was recorded uh, before Colby wasn't sitting here for this whole <laughs> <Yeah>. conversation. <laughs> yeah, we pre-record some of these with the kids. And, and just on that topic, how did you do as we were calling our little trivia questions? Are you a kid of the 80s or... That are you listening with us today? How do you do on those? That's yeah. right. You'd uh, probably be, uh, I, I got most of them. Yeah. I got yeah. most of them. Yep. So anyway, all right. So today we're talking about how we should handle daily disappointments in our marriage relationship. Because we all know that we're going to disappoint each other over the course of mm-hmm. that. And if you're going to, if you're going to survive 50, 60 years of marriage, you're going to, we're going to have to know how to handle these right. Um, from both sides, from the offended and the person who's doing the offending. Mm-hmm. And we'll both be on both sides of that. So, well, and I'll say this. If you if you have been offended by your spouse, you might want to think through how you're handling it with them because at some point 
inevitably you're going to be on the other end of that and you you're going to want them to be grace filled with you when you mm-hmm. you know when you've hurt them so mm-hmm. so when when we've offended our spouse typically a couple of things happen so this is from the offender's side yes if i have been the one who has hurt some if i've hurt you um then i think we're going to most of us handle Right off the bat, I kind of want to look for a way out by blaming. Mm-hmm. I want to come up with a, well, but but you, I didn't know, or mm-hmm. but you this, or I think it's that protection nature we have in us mm-hmm. to say, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty biblical. Mm-hmm. Not that it's right, but it's all through Bible, all through scripture. I mean, from the garden to David, to whomever you, mm-hmm. you read in Scripture that gets caught in some sort of sin, typically there's some sort of blame. <laughs> or if we don't blame, we try to justify. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam immediately, it was the woman that yeah. you, God, gave me. Yeah. He, blamed he blamed Adam blamed and God. God. <laughs> it's like, you he gave her to me. Eve and God, yeah. yeah. Or we try to justify it by by saying, yeah, but you, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times that happens with our kids, you know, why are you doing that? Yeah, well, Colby did, you know, mm-hmm. earlier this morning, it was so funny. Colby popped some Valentine's candy in his mouth, and I just looked at him, and he goes, Josie had two of them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, is this the way we... It's not my sin, it was hers. ...measure our intake of candy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and he wasn't in trouble, but it was just kind of funny. Um, but anyway, but we do. We typically want to blame, or we try to justify what we're doing, which is a, a sort of blame. Well, you do this. Well, I, I should feel this way because mm-hmm. you know that. So what's a better way to handle that? <laughs> well, uh, if we're in the wrong, owning up to what we've done. Yeah. Um, and and then that, hard. that, yeah. And that usually leads to an instant when we're caught or when we own up to what we're done, it usually ends, uh, leads to an initial feeling of some sort of shame. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the understanding that what we did was wrong. Yeah. Um, is that shame? And I know that when we say shame, uh, for some people, that's that's great. That's fine. For other people, especially Christians, we know that um, that that the Lord doesn't bring condemnation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and shame is a form of condemning mm-hmm. ourselves. And so I know as a Christian, a lot of Christians are like, well, we shouldn't feel shame. We mm. should, you know. Is shame, is shame the enemy? Is is feeling shameful bad for what we've done? Well, I think, I think that if we don't feel ashamed of ourselves in some form, it doesn't lead to repentance. I mean, shame is that recognition of, it's almost that alignment of, oh, I did something wrong. That is the recognition of sin. Uh-huh. It's the, uh-huh. I, th- I think in, in the beginning, in the instant, uh, what you said, yes, it's that recognition. Mm-hmm. It's it's that first feeling, that shame of the weight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it sinful? Is it wrong? Well, I, I kind of liken it to, okay, if a, if a man, if if a, a beautiful woman walks by a man and he notices or he glances, that's not sin. That's Mm-mm. he didn't own that thought. It's it. You know, you can't help to see what you see. Um, but when that glance turns into a consuming look that's when it becomes sinful. That's when he owns it. That's when he's processing, right, mm-hmm. and taking that in. Um, shame kind of works the same way, I guess. Uh, immediate shame is a, f- a feeling we can't help. Mm-hmm. It just 
it comes on. It it's, lets us know. It's almost conviction. Is shame yeah. and conviction in that sense the same? Uh, yeah, I think it's how long we sit in it. I think shame mm-hmm. is a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Shame is a vehicle that can move us towards uh, rightly placed conviction over our sin and ultimately repentance. Mm-hmm. Or that initial shame could move us away from that and it can move us towards self-loathing which is sin which is sin i mean self-loathing is still selfish mm-hmm. we still have our eyes on ourselves. Yeah. you know this morning and and i think this is a great example of it especially as an 11 year old boy right he doesn't um he probably handled it better than most adults so he's he he has this initial shame this initial i understand what i did and he just bursts into the tears. And yeah. so I leave him in the bedroom, let him process that for 10 minutes or so. We can hear him sobbing. And I walk back into the bedroom, and he's still sobbing on the bed. And you, oh, I think you yelled in there, Colby, come on, let's open Valentine's. And he's like, I don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, which is knowing it's going into self-loathing. Yeah. Which is, you know, like, again, he's he's 11. And so... um. So I walk back there, and uh, and he's still on. So I said, come on, buddy. We're going to open up Valentine's. I don't deserve it. And I said, well, it, you know, I, I don't know if I used a man up. <laughs> I said, hey, you got you to gotta man up. You got to own, own what you did, and let's, let's move in. You owe your mama a big apology, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and so he got up, mm-hmm. and he walked in there. Immediately came to me and hugged me. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Which I think is a great illustration of what that, where that vehicle of shame should leave a, lead us. Mm-hmm. It, pretty quick. You don't yeah. want to sit in it. But it should lead us to the heart of the person that we've offended. Because mm-hmm. he did. He was, it, it hurt my heart for him because he, I could see he was so sorry. He was genuinely sorry, and mm-hmm. he was hurt that he hurt my feelings. And yep. and that's true repentance. That's true. I'm so, that's true sorrow over what we've done that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And and you know it's as the dad. So we'll go into a little parenting thing for a minute. For me, my prayer was God help me to handle this right in 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 such the way that. I'm not the one that needs to bring shame. Mm-hmm. That would be very easy for me. And it is it is a, a fine line of, I'm going to help you see where you've dropped this ball, dude, where you fumbled it, without taking that next step of trying to push it mm-hmm. harder to make you feel shameful. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the, that was the great temptation. Because I could have I come harder at him than I needed to, or that is right in that situation. And that was my big prayer going into it only because I've screwed it up in the past. Mm. And I know that. And so I was praying, Lord, help me to handle this right. Help your Holy spirit bring restitution and me not try to manufacture some Mm -hmm. something. Well, and that leads you into how you handle that when our spouse has hurt us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's that, how often if you've hurt me and you apologize to us, say, yeah, but, well, and we just keep pounding the issue when the apology's been offered and we keep pounding to let you know how bad you really hurt us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to feel, feel. I want you to yeah. deeply feel the hurt that you caused me. Yeah, that's good. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about that in just a second. Um, so we're, you know, talking about how shame is that vehicle mm-hmm. um, in, in, 
and all. So shame should just serve to help us understand what we've done and mm-hmm. feel the weight of that on our back. And then, uh, and then it should move us in the right direction. But what happens when it, when it doesn't? And what does the enemies play in this? I love C.S. Lewis, uh, the great Christian author. He wrote a, a work. It's a, it's a satire. And it's called The Screwtape Letters. If you've never read it or never heard of it, basically it consists of 31 lo- letters from Screwtape, which is the demon or the devil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he instructs his young little demon, whose name is Wormwood, on these uh, strategies for tempting this human that he's been assigned to. So mm-hmm. Wormwood has a human that he's trying to deceive and lead away from from Christ. And, uh, and Screwtape says this, he says, I see only one thing to do at the moment. This is right after right after someone has felt conviction and they're heading in the right direction. He says, your patient has become humble. Have you drawn his attention to that fact that, that he's remorseful, that mm-hmm. he's been humble? He said, catch him at the moment he's really poor in spirit and smuggle into his mind the gratifying reflection by Jove. I'm, it's not a word we use now, but but by Jove, I'm being humble. And almost immediately, pride, sneak in pride, pride at his own humility, that will appear. Mm-hmm. And so you think when we when we're experiencing that um that shame, and when that shame starts to move towards humility and repentance, the enemy is gonna try to use that to steer the car back towards sin or back away from from the Lord. Well, even it can move it towards pride of being, you know, remorseful. But it could, a lot of times you see that if somebody has, um, if they're in shame, a lot of times when they're self-loathing, it leads them down a darker path. Yeah, it really does. So it can either lead to to pride or it can lead to self-loathing, which can lead us right back into sin Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, this is another passage from the book. He says, uh, you will say, this is screw tape talking to Wormwood, you will say that these are very small sins, pride and, and self-loathing. And, and, and like all young tempters, you're anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. In other words, you want to cause them to do big sins mm-hmm. like murder and all that kind of suicide and all. But do remember, this is powerful. The only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy or the man from God, his enemy. So his whole thing is separate man from from Christ. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into nothing. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one. Mm. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without any sudden turnings, without milestones, or without signposts. Wow. He'll, so he'll take even our sorrow, even our pride, and shame. our shame and repentance, and a try, heading towards repentance, and try to lead us back into sin and i think that's why shame is so powerful for for evil uh, and why we can't sit in it i think mm-hmm. it's an initial reaction we all feel when we get caught but we gotta allow the holy spirit to move us towards true repentance mm-hmm. not pride 
mm-hmm. and not self-loathing mm-hmm. towards true repentance. Yeah. So, well, if we want that true repentance, I mean, we see it in the Psalms. I mean, King David in Psalm 51, he, he prays, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my transgressions. He's, he's, sent, he's recognizing there the shame of, mm-hmm. of his sins before God. And he says, create he's confessing me. his sins yeah. there too. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Mm. Mm. That's good. There's so much in there. And it, he, at the beginning, he says, he says, God, hide your face, not from me. Because mm-hmm. if he said, hide your face from me, that would be this shame and I yeah. can't, I can't run to you. I can't seek forgiveness, but he says, hide your sit face from my sins. Mm-hmm. So he's confessing his sins and he's asking God to restore, restore him. him. Yep. And what is restoration? It's basically bringing you back into right relationship. Mm-hmm. A restoration is that full embracing of the person and the relationship again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, and then I like this. He says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And and what is he saying in that? He's asking God to free him from the shame of his sin. Because mm-hmm. he could he knows, he realized I could just walk in this. And and that, and that keeps us from the joy of our salvation. It keeps us from realizing all that because salvation is of God, it's not of us. Right. It realize it keeps us from realizing all that God has done for us and in and yeah. through us. Uh, so shame has its place, but feeling shame over sin is not the same thing as repentance from sin. Um, so um, what is true repentance from sin? Man, it's turning away from what you did and doing right. It's mm-hmm. it's walking in, in rightness. And, and I think, you know, whether it be something small or, or something big that we've done to hurt somebody, that repentance is saying, you know what? I am so sorry I did that. How can I make this right? Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I make this better? What mm-hmm. can I do? And that's the question we need to ask. Be asking. It's not just you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it, what will make this right for you? Well, that's a great question because so many times the kids. I mean, if we go back to parenting, the kids will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry is good once or twice, mm-hmm. but you know. Mm-hmm. What's the old uh, take your sack of sorries and go away? <laughs> <laughs> well, but so, saying I'm sorry makes me feel better. Yeah. But what does it do to if if I've hurt you and I say I'm sorry, but then I say, how can I make this right with you? Uh-huh. How uh-huh. how different is that apology versus the self gratifying one of just let me off the hook? Yeah. There's the let me off the hook sorry, or there's the I really genuinely want to make this right for you. How can I make this right? Mm-hmm. There's a big difference in those That's two things. That's a great things. question to ask when you're the offender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But what if you're the offended? Mm-hmm. What if you're the person that's been offended? I Bonnie, think, I, think you, I think you were very gracious with Colby. Now, it would be different if that was me that had forgotten. <laughs> I mean, you're not a Valentine's Day person. But no. if I had forgotten something special, mm-hmm. you, yeah. that would hurt. I would know. have carried it for a minute. But... The true, I mean, true love is me not wanting Colby to sit in that. And it's, love is not wanting to smash him when he's down. It's not wanting to, you know, there's, if he's a hurt, a, a puppy that ran out on the road and got hit by a car, I don't want to go out there and kick him. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and if I love you, if I truly love you and you've hurt me, it's going to want to bring restoration in the relationship. It's not just about to punish you. It's not punishment. And, um, and Well, okay, so let's go to the 1 Corinthians 13 passage that we've all heard. Love's patient. It's kind. You mm-hmm. are very kind in the way you handle Colby today. Um, it, it doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. Okay, so in this case, there is, we could be self-seeking. Mm-hmm. Self-seeking in the fact that, you know what? I kind of want to see you pay a price. Mm-hmm. You hurt me, and I want to, it would make me feel better if you yeah. hurt a little bit like I hurt. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, but that's not love. It's not easily angered. Um, it keeps no record of wrongs. Wow, that's the hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really hard to not keep record of what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, I can forgive you, but I'm not going to forget it. Mm-hmm. I can forgive you. Sure, I forgive you. But keeping no record of wrongs means tearing up the ledger. So in some relationships we have... We can forgive, but we set up boundaries and we don't climb back into that ring, that boxing ring again. Sure. And I can forgive you, but I don't have to put myself in that situation. Sure. In marriage, it's different. It is different. It's willing to say, I can forgive you, and I'm going to get back in, 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 not the boxing ring, and I'm going to get back into trust, Mm -hmm. in a trust relationship with you. And that's hard. Because if you've been hurt, it's it can be painful. It takes vulnerability to get back in that and offer your heart again. Now, if we're talking about a a pattern of habitual abuse, we're talking about something totally different. That's completely different. There's a whole other road we need to talk about there. But we're talking about the daily disappointments of marriage. Yep, it's the... So in this case, what it means is I'm going to let this go and I'm not ever going to bring it up again. Mm -hmm. Is... You know, you you did something small. You you know you you I I was disappointed in something you did, or maybe you did hurt me. But we're not talking about something like infidelity or things like that, which there is forgiveness to be had oh, yeah, in that. Sure is. But it's a, di- a little bit different path. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is keeping no record of wrongs for the things that have been committed. And when you truly move forward, there's a path forward. There's uh-huh. there's a way to have you know there's a way to to move forward in that. And I'm gonna let it go. Does this go under the not everything's a hill to die on. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, there's yeah some things. Well, it's like our burn pile. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a. Uh, that's a really good illustration. We have this. Uh, it's like a fire pit, but it's a. It's when you live out of the live out in the country. It's it's a burn pile. So it's big. It's probably six foot by four or five foot. Something like that. And, um, it's huge. And so we'll um, we'll we'll take sticks and things and just throw in there and things that we want to burn and after a while we burn it mm-hmm. and so it's funny because we haven't burned it in a while because it's been raining so yeah. much and so but we keep throwing things on it so what was just a little pile of sticks yep. is now massive mm-hmm. we're gonna we, have a full-on bonfire we burn that thing it's gonna be a bonfire yep. and um and that's a that's a that's what keeping a record of wrongs does to us mm-hmm. It starts out with one or two little things, and then we just little things because there ain't there. There's not any sticks on there that's that's big, right? There's just a lot of little twigs on that burn pile, yep. and that's what happens in our marriage is we just we keep a little record of wrongs or we don't 
totally forgive, and we throw another little stick on that fire, another little stick on that pile, so that when we when when the match strikes that thing, <laughs> it good luck burning that whole thing down, mm-hmm. without burning the whole thing down, yeah. right? The whole marriage down, exactly. And so that's why we've got to we've got to forget. I mean, we've got to forgive as we go, yeah. and 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 let things let things just die. You know, and that, have grace. Yeah. And that means asking for forgiveness and then extending forgiveness. Yep. Um, yep. And um, I think it's huge. Allow your spouse, when they come and when they apologize and when they're, when they're truly sorrowful for their, what they've done, allow them to make restitution. Mm-hmm. Allow them to apologize. Yeah. That's one thing I think a lot of us are not really good at doing is allowing the other person to apologize. And what does that look like? Bonnie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that. Yeah, but you, but I just want you to know, this is what it felt like when you did this, and this is how it hurt me, and... I know, I'm I'm just really sorry. Well, you should be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've had that happen to me before, and I just want to, not with you, but I want to look at somebody, that person, and say, would you just let me apologize? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel what you want me to feel. You don't have to keep taking me back there. Yeah. So let your spouse apologize. So what's a good way to respond if I say, Bonnie, I'm truly sorry for what I did? Well, when you explain that what you've done, I think part of accepting an apology is that you want the person to know how they hurt you. And once they've done that, you, you can say, well, you know what? I, I forgive you. Um, it, it did hurt, but I see you're sorry, and I want to move forward. Let's just move forward in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think we we said a couple of weeks ago over dinner, you know, we were talking about some things that happened. We're like, you know, last year's just a tough year. I think we need to accept grace over each other, mm-hmm. give grace over each other, and move forward. let's move forward. Yep. And uh, so I think that's a big thing. Let them apologize, and then let them have a win. Mm-hmm. The next time they take a step or the next time they try to do something, let them succeed at it. Yeah. Let them have a win and, and, and celebrate that win. Mm-hmm. Don't keep taking them back to the indiscretion, which I think goes back into a phrase we say, and we'll wrap up with this, forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to forgive? I think I think we understand that. It's, it's willing to uh, step into Christ's forgiveness which the Bible doesn't give us an option. We have to forgive as he's forgiven us. But what does it mean to forget? And I love this definition of it. Forget just means I'm not going to bring it up again. I'll I'll remember it. It comes across your mind. You're not going to forget it. But I'm going to let you forget it. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Not just that I'm going to not bring it up again, but I'll let you forget it. Mm -hmm. I'm not holding it over your head for the rest of your life. We're moving forward. And we're going to do this thing together. Yep. Yep. So I think some really good action steps is, and you've probably been searching your heart the whole time we've been talking. Is there something you you need to confess? Is there something that you need to move on? on? But then also, is there something that you need to move out of um, self-loathing and, and shame and condemnation? And you need to move towards true repentance Mm -hmm. and allow God to restore the joy of your salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you've been offended, is there, is there some, something you're holding on to? Do you keep adding sticks to that burn pile? I I do want to add this, that if you've been the one that's been hurt and offended and you're, you're choosing to not forgive, 
Now you are the one who's the offender towards the Lord. Now you're in sin. You're in sin. And too. as much sin as they were. Yeah. So um so that's huge. So definitely ask those questions in your heart. And so that's really all we have for today. Uh, man, we so appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you joining us each week. If you like this pod- podcast, please share it with your friends. When you see it on uh, Facebook or Instagram, share that. And you can follow us there at The Marriage Adventure. You guys have a great week. Oh, we are all-